I like popcorn because it's like a great locale snack at night, and you can it eat is. a ton yeah, of popcorn. You can eat a bunch of it, and you're like, it's mm. like eating air. It is. It's yeah. kind of like I also like uh, rice cakes. Mm-hmm. It feels like popcorn. It's I like crunch. Yeah. Yep. But I like to put Nutella on the top of it. Okay. <laughs> Less <laughs> healthy. <laughs> no. It goes downhill fast. Sometimes Nutella, then peanut butter. Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better. So together we can be a little better. All right. Well, welcome to A Little Better. It's great to have uh, you guys joining us. And hey, we got some special guests in the, I don't, we call this the house, the studio. studio. Yeah, okay. So we got studio Paige one. and Noah Bixby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah brought so. the word uh, this weekend. And so, yeah. Noah, we always do this. Give me your sermon in 60 seconds. So the sermon was all about trusting God for who he is and not for the storms of life, or the circumstances surrounding us, um, with a call to going and planting a new campus in Brighton. Um, and there's next steps for everyone at our church as our church looks to plant a new site, it's going to take all of us to do that together. And so we talked about having faith in God and what that looks like in our lives and what that has looked like in our journey. And it's also just about Matthew and where Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. Mm. Um, Such a powerful message of, oh, you of little faith is working on my heart this week. Yeah, so good. And, uh, you know, we always ask this question as well. You know, when you're prepping a sermon, you got pages and pages of notes that somehow you have to boil down into like, what is really truly needed and what's mm. excess? What's some of that excess you left off the table? So That's I left some dangerous. really some really good stories out. This is a dangerous question, Drew. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I had I had a couple stories. One was um, about when we were on a cruise this winter in October and um, talking about Jesus and the disciples on the water and how the storms of life and whatnot. And so we went to bed one night on the cruise and there were some waves that were rocking around the boat. I can't sleep at all. I don't know how Jesus was asleep on the bottom of this boat while the waves are kicking him up in the air. I'm I do have that question. Like, dude, ha- yeah. Jesus not only he was perfect, had melatonin. Understand. No, I think I he's totally just a perfect understand. sleeper. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong it. with him, but he must have been knocked out. Because, I mean, I'm thinking like the ribs of the boat and he's just like bouncing in there. You know what I mean? Like whack, whack. Or it's like a hammock. You know, you're like rocking. Maybe. It's true, a cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it know. can rock you to sleep. But in that cruise, I couldn't sleep at all. I mean, and that mainly the problem was that the hangers in our closet were together all night long. All night long. It was driving me nuts. And so like 2 o'clock in the morning, I got out of bed. I undid all the hangers in our closet and put them on the floor. So then I mm-hmm. go back to bed. But I don't know how Jesus slept through this storm. It yeah. was crazy to me that he would be asleep while they're about to die. Well, was Paige sleeping through the hangers? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, she He's a no, good sleeper. No She's more like Jesus so than you, obviously. Probably yeah, I guess more godly. More, <laughs> she definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> you gifts. Anything else you left on the table? I actually left an analogy about parachute, too, about how... Um, how you don't you can say you have faith in God and you, we can we can proclaim that but we at the same time we could say we have faith in a parachute but we don't actually experience the power of a parachute until we take that leap of faith we don't experience God's power until we do something in faith and trust him with the results and a lot of times i think we can say as christians yeah i trust god but then we never take the leap of faith to actually experience mm. the power he has for us and he gives us a lot of promises in word but we have to be obedient to him. Yeah. And if, until we step out in faith, he can't show up in a big way. Mm. And I feel like we would just miss that as Christians. We like to be comfortable. Um, and we're so busy being comfortable and finding our spot and things that we miss what God's calling us to do. And yeah. to being dangerous for the gospel is something uncomfortable mm. that we just fail to do over and over again because we like where we sit. And we yeah. like having the money and having the time and living in America. And it's just different. You yep. know? 
I, I think what's so cool about this message is you guys are actually like living it, right? You're not only preaching <laughs> it, true. but like you're walking through it as God called you as a family to go to Brighton. Mm. And that's turning your life kind of upside down, what you know, what was comfortable to you. And now you're transitioning into something different because of faith, right? Mm-hmm. Because of your belief in who God is rather than the circumstances you want to be in. And so I think it's really important for our church to kind of go on that journey with you. What did that journey look like for both of you? Because I would assume it was probably, I know in my wife and our journeys, like it's usually different for Ashley than it is for me. Mm-hmm. And so tell that story, give us a window into what, how, where did that start? How did that progress? Mm-hmm. Some of the tension you felt in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give us, give us the, the, you know, the bachelor story. Um, well, before we got married, Noah had kind of always dripped this dream that he had of wanting to start a church someday. And I was like, Oh yeah, someday that's like far away. That's fine. Um, but when I met him, Noah was an accountant. He was a CPA. So I was like, Oh, that's great. <laughs> Love that for me. So safe. So safe. Um, so secure. Yeah. But the other side of this is I had always said I would never be a pastor's wife. That was something I never wanted to be. And that's if, FYI, if you say that, just know yeah, that's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> it is, it, I know how uh, so many pastor's wives who like, yeah, yep. I never do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I also told God I would never move back to the North. There you so go. So <laughs> here I am. Here you are. Shoveling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it was something that I always knew could happen, mm-hmm. but didn't seem close. Didn't seem tangible. Didn't seem like, oh, this is going to happen tomorrow. Mm. Um, but then, like, as we, when we got married, something that was really important to us was that we had both had different relationships prior to meeting each other. And we both decided that we were only going to get married if we were absolutely confident that we could serve God better together than we could separate. Because mm. we, it's awesome. that was like a huge core, mm-hmm. I don't know, foundation for us. And, so with that, we looked for places to serve together. So we found NYA would be a great option for us. So we jumped into NYA together. We loved it, mm-hmm. saw how our strengths and weaknesses kind of aligned with each other and how we could help each other and be a really good team. And then God has just been growing it and seeing him move and seeing that like God is blessing us in ministry. And then like more of those conversations started to come up of like, what would this look like? Like, hey, when would we do this? And Drew kind of like pushing on us. <laughs> so like Don't blame me. Things like that. <laughs> so it was just kind of like the seed was planted mm. and then um having conversations and we went to that conference mm-hmm. and it wrecked us. <laughs> we were sitting next to each other and as soon as they asked the question, like what would you do if you knew for a fact that Jesus was coming back in ten years? And we both kind of looked at each other and we both kind of knew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh shoot. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. But I think the Lord has been working steadily on my heart through that whole process but um I think what I have come to find great comfort in and peace in is that God knew way before this moment that this would happen and Mm. so he already Mm. has been aligning things going before us like surrounding us in that and I think we're God's kindness is very evident to show us so many glimpses of that and affirmation he doesn't have to do that but he has done that and so I think that's like where God has like gently led my heart to be like, this will be good mm. and trusting him is good and it's worth it. And it's often hard and scary, but then I wouldn't depend on him anyway. Mm. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of part of my journey in that. Yeah. Forced us out on a limb for sure. I think even watching God like 
serving in Kidsmen for eight years, serving in NYM for four years, serving in Starting Point, serving in Setup Tyrone. We've been in the church so much, and we've, God's been preparing us this whole time, just his hand in that and NYA and, um, and getting us ready to lead something like this. And not, not expecting it to be today or tomorrow or whenever, but just been crazy to see him moving through the whole process and finding the building and the way that that unfolded. And then you're reaching out about it and we're at this conference and I'm like, I think God wants me to plant a church. Don't know what that will look like. Mm. And that, you know, church type of church plant is different, but it's also probably it's statistically more successful than church plants that are just from the ground up. Mm. So really excited about that opportunity. So talk to me about how God made it clear to both of you um, that this, this was right. You know, I think that's one of the hardest things for people, even mm-hmm. in this journey, like we're asking people to sacrifice mm-hmm. and yeah. Ashley and I, like we land and then we're like, wait, uh, is that what God really wants us to do? Right. Is that what God wants us to give? Does God want me to go to Brighton? How mm-hmm. give people clarity in how God confirmed that to you? Mm-hmm. I think a big part is comfort. Um, also in that talk that we listened to, they talked about if you're comfortable, you're not sacrificing enough for the gospel. And I was like, Oh shoot. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) I feel really good right now where I'm at. (laughs) That's dangerous. Um, and I think prayer is honestly like the biggest part of that, like praying and then praying some more and talking about it. And one of us being more on board and the other being like, I don't know, usually me being like, I don't know. (laughs) And like walking through that process. I think, coming to the place of this is uncomfortable. This is going to force me to rely on God and not myself. And then the peace comes. I think those were like the two pieces for me where it was like, this is uncomfortable. This is something that forces me to recognize that I can't do this by myself and I'm going Mm -hmm. to need God (laughs) to actually be able to see that this could be good. And I think with anything when I'm praying, going back to scripture, like what does like God's word say? And mm-hmm. things that align, God just has a way of like providing clarity. Yeah. He's not a God of confusion or chaos. That's like right. he is a God of clarity. And so mm-hmm. I think through that process of just praying, talking about it together, praying some more, knowing that God brought us together. And so that decision should be the same for us because we're together. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess those would be some pieces I would say. I think you don't want to minimize it. It's been hard. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not like... We've cried a lot. Yeah, it's not. um, And we were already leading things here that are hard to leave behind and they're hard to move forward. And that's been one of the hardest parts for us, I think, is, God, why would you move us on from something or call us to something that means that we have to stop doing other things that we're loving? means that we can't be... um, as involved in other areas. Mm. Um, and I think for the timeline, I am a little bit more impulsive. I'm a little bit more of a go, like jump the gun. I see opportunities rather than problems. I see like openings that need filled or, you know, things that we can help on sooner than Paige would. I'm the brakes. Yeah. She's the brakes. I'm the gas. And it's always pedal to the metal, right? There's no bars yeah. hold. I'm going like, look out, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to find the edge. I'm going to go over it. Like, yep. Um, so, I think I came to the conclusion at that conference that night, like, Lord, whatever you want from me, I surrender it. My life's yours anyways. Let's just do this thing. Plant a church if that's what you want me to do. Who cares, right? Like, it's going to hurt. I don't care. Let's just go for it. I think Paige is a little bit different. Her decision-making takes more information, takes a little more time, a little more of a process. Um, So just how we each kind of process that. I think we were talking the whole time. And Mm -hmm. communication is the key because 
in marriage, you can make a lot of decisions that are poor, but I think really the key is you have to talk about them. You can make decisions that are great or bad, but if you're, as long as you're talking about them, you're on the same page, you're good to go. Yep. Um, and that's, that's the, the biggest part for us was talking about it. And I think for any couple listening, I think we need to put a, a like a, an important caveat here that breaks or go are both good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's easy for Paige to feel like I don't have faith because I'm holding Noah back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes there's wisdom in making sure this is God, not mm-hmm. my emotions, mm-hmm. not my fired up, you know, I'll do anything and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to be that person as well. Like, I'm going, I'm doing, and Ashley's like, hold on a second. Like, mm-hmm. And I just think a- as a couple, God gave you your spouse for a specific reason. And times where I'm like, babe, th- there's just an ebb and flow. Like sometimes, Noah, you're going to have to push Paige to let go of the brakes, Sometimes Noah Page is going to be like, we need to hit the brakes here. And I think not, not bringing clarity, like both of those things are beautiful and they are mm-hmm. both full of faith because um, it's easy to like diminish where mm-hmm. you land. Totally. Um, another thing I, I think it would be good for just the people listening to know, like how God has already used you. Right, it is not random. Like, oh, hey, here we go. We've never done this before, and let's let's go. Sometimes that happens, but like, there's evidence of God's hand on your lives in the areas you're already leading. Um, Paige, I'd love to start with you because I think this is an area of our church that many people don't know how God is working in the deaf community. You kind of lead that ministry. Tell us of how that came about and where you've seen God work. Sure. Um, well, my day job is I'm a sign language interpreter. It's what I do. I went to school for it. I'm passionate about it. I love my job. But with that, I, as I was growing up, I came to realize how much the deaf community doesn't know the gospel. It's just an unreached people group, and I'm passionate about that. (laughs) So we launched our Henrietta campus back in the day with interpreting, and we saw a small number of deaf people there. We saw, I mean, there were still things to celebrate, and Uh, We had a great team. And then as the years have gone by, things have changed. Um, But recently, it's been really cool to see how much God is just exploding Hmm. in that community. Um, A couple weeks ago, there literally wasn't even enough seats for the deaf people to be able to see the interpreter. Like, that's how much it's growing, which is awesome. And seeing people get baptized. And we started the first ever community group that's all in ASL. So it's hearing and deaf people together who are Mm. studying the word of God in ASL, their own language, which is crazy. There's like, that doesn't exist. (laughs) Like that does not exist in our country, which Mm. is cool. Um, It's not cool that it doesn't exist. It's cool that we have one now. Yeah, Yeah, we're changing it. Um, so that's just been like huge and it's something God has worked a ton in me and like we have amazing volunteers who have stepped in and led things and it's just cool to be a part of and to see our church reaching a people group that is often, um, just overlooked Mm. and not seen as valuable Mm. or seen as less than and to see how they're now stepping into serving roles and they'll greet you coming in at the Rochester campus and say good morning. Mm. And so, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. I think it's cool that our church has worked really hard. And when I say our church, you and your team really have done a fantastic job of just letting the deaf community know, like, not only do we care, but we're going to work hard at giving access to you, not to just Mm -hmm. a certain area of our church, but like every area. And I, listen, we'd be the first to admit we're not there, but we're going there, right? We're going to work hard to let the deaf community know you can come, you can worship, you can serve, you can, you can work through every area of our process 
in your language. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to honor you and the hard work that you've done. And I know even in this journey, like it's going to take some faith for you to like hand that off a little bit to mm-hmm. other people, call people to faith, to step up and lead that. And so yeah. thank you yeah. for all your hard work. I think it's cool because, again, we get to live out what we're asking our church to do where it's I need to have faith, again, that God knew way before that I was going to marry Noah and not be at Rochester with my deaf family anymore and that he will raise up people Mm. and, like, there will be space for it to grow and for people to step up. And so just trusting that because Mm. God cares more about them than I do. That's right. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. Noah, NYA, I know, Paige, you've played a huge role in NYA too as well, but just... Talk a little bit about NYA and what you've seen God do. Yeah. By the way, there's nothing more attractive to me than watching Paige serve her wholeheartedly towards, you know, deaf ministry and the kingdom and mm. seeing God use her is amazing. So um, it's just cool to do it together and be able to be married in that and like see God use both of us and our gifting and passions. And um, so NYA, uh, we coach 10 community groups together of young adults. Um, and in those, if you look at our stats for there's 80 community groups at Northridge, seven of the top 11 our young adult groups in terms of attendance, highest yeah. attendance. So they have some of the highest attendance of our church there. Um, one that started this fall, I'm going to shout out, uh, Dudley Bixby, actually, when my sister started a group this fall, and we were very excited to see that. They've had five, four baptisms last five months. Mm. Four Let's baptisms go. in five months in their group that they've been able to celebrate. And they've got another one on the schedule. So there's another <laughs> one coming up. And I'm like, man, they are killing it. Um, it's just been cool to see God, like, open doors for young adults to baptize their friends, to bring them into community, to start a group that didn't exist in the fall. And they started their first group at Surge, um, which is our conference in the fall for young adults. Um, and uh, it was amazing to see God work. Um, and it's way beyond anything that Pedro I could do. And we've been praying this entire time, Lord, make NYA something that it's apparent you're doing. And it's not something that I could have led or the page mm-hmm. could have led or the Drew could have led, but that it was all the Lord's hand in this whole thing. And it's just been amazing. Because you can't change anybody's mind on faith. Like, you can't, you know, convince anybody to accept Jesus. He has to call them, has to soften their heart, and he has to help them see who he is and reveal himself to them. And um, just being part of those stories is such a blessing. Mm. It's such an encouragement. Um, I'm also really pumped about the leaders that we have there. Darren, Ellie, and Liv are stepping up. Yeah. And they are, like, tugging at the reins, leading in amazing ways. Um, they're gifted probably more than we are in terms of leadership. 100%. And they're the older and the younger, and they're at different campuses, which provides a lot more diversity. Mm. And they're just really doing an amazing job and have a cast a new vision for it. And I'm excited to see where God takes it. And um, it's, a, it's cool to see that God was moving us along right at the time he had prepared the perfect leaders yeah. to replace us yeah. and that it, it just all God's hand. Um, and through this whole thing, the building and the calling us. And I, I always worry about the details, you know, you get all uptight about how's this going to work out. I don't have a plan for the future, but man, if you trust God and you pray a lot, he shows up and he he'll does. tell you exactly what you need to hear and yep. when you need to hear it. And the time is, I want to know the answers before we get to six months away or to a year away or whatever. But when I wait on God, and I pray to him, I see he reveals the truth mm. that I need when I need it. Not ahead of, not before, when I need it. Because I would be going crazy if I knew all these things a year ago, two years ago. But he reveals it in his timing in the perfect moments. That's right. And faith, man, your faith is inspiring other people's faith, right? When we step out in faith, it requires somebody else to step up out in faith, right? And it's just this journey of how God uses just one person's faith to lead into a whole church, like a faith. I love this moment in our, our church, right? We're not just learning about faith. We're all going to have to 
to make a sacrifice for faith, whether that's giving, mm-hmm. whether that's going, serving. There, there's just so many stories of faith that are going to happen over these four weeks in this series. Mm-hmm. I just think God's going to move. He's yeah. got to move. If he doesn't mm-hmm. move, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, It'll just be Paige and I in the new canvas. Like, hey, dear, look at the angle of the story here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. No. You know, Please don't let that happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess as we wind down, okay, people listening, right? Maybe some people listening are like, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You know, giving is hard. My finances, serving is hard. I, I don't know. In your journey and in how God has worked into your life this far, what would you say to that person? What, would, what advice would you give them? What verse would you give them? What, how, how would you communicate to them? I guess the first thing that I think about for myself as I've worked through this is I went through seasons in my life where I was on the sidelines, where I just, it was comfortable, kind of like stayed back. I went to church, did the things that you're supposed to do, but um, I didn't sacrifice. I didn't do a lot. And then I realized that God doesn't need me. Mm. Like he, he can do whatever he wants to do without me, but I want to be involved. Yeah. Like I want to be part of it. I want to be able to look back on my life and say, wow, like that was amazing and it was because of God. And so mm. I feel like that's what I would say maybe as I've worked through my journey. The And it will look different for everyone. It will look different what that means, but God has gifted each person uniquely mm. in a way that only he can do. Mm-hmm. And even I found this with interpreting that I realized that the way that God's gifted me, if I'm using it for him, there is no greater joy. Yeah. There's no greater joy for me than when I step up on my little interpreting box and like can't explain it, but it's just yeah. different. <laughs> it hits mm-hmm. different. So I think I don't, I just don't want anyone to miss out because yeah. it's mm-hmm. so sweet. It's so good. It's scary, but it's so sweet to be doing, to be part of God's like mm. bigger plan, bigger purpose. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Good luck following that. Noah. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I was praying about this week a little bit about faith versus fear. And in 365 times, the Bible says, do not be afraid. Mm. Um, And it's like an overwhelming message of God saying, do not be afraid. And I think it's a crippling thing in our culture towards comfort, where you're afraid of the unknown, you're afraid to be uncomfortable, and you're afraid to go outside of your comfort zone to share the gospel or to be a light or to take a, you know, to go to a new campus or to put your kids in a position where you feel like they might not be with their friends always. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are hard things. Giving your money, it's tough because it's uncomfortable and it takes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we value our time and money more than we value what God thinks of us a lot of times. And that's the hard part is I'm afraid to let go of the things that I want. I'm afraid to trust God with what I have or the time that I have here on earth. And that's what I think holds back a lot of us. And the devil uses that in some powerful ways to say, hey, but what about, you know, mm-hmm. aren't you afraid that if you, ta- if you make this move, if you take this risk mm-hmm. for the gospel, that you might be hurting on the other side of it, that God wouldn't be faithful? Like, maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the best for you. Maybe you should do the, go the conservative route. Um, and, and I think f- if you look at other cultures, you see maybe faith in bigger ways sometimes mm-hmm. because they don't have as much to lose. And it's harder for us to be faithful because we have so much to lose. Yeah. And that makes us more afraid. We're addicted to comfort. We're addicted to what we have and mm. to living the way that we live. And so we actually have less faith than our counterparts in other countries yeah. because we have more to lose. Yeah. I think a verse that 
has been with me through all this too. It's in Psalms 84, 11, but it says that God doesn't hold back anything good from those who follow him. Mm. Not a thing. Doesn't hold back anything good. So I feel like I am more of the like, like I'm not sure. (laughs) More of the like, oh boy, this better be good and logic Mm -hmm. it all out. But I think at the end of the day, if I really believe that God is who he says he is, I have to believe that where he leads, he won't hold back Mm. anything good. Yeah, that's so good. I tied to that. I was reading in a book uh, this week. You know, I I have kids, right? Obviously four. And what I expect of my kids is immediate obedience, right? Mm -hmm. When daddy tells you something to do, know it's what's best for you and know that you should do that. We expect that out of our kids. And I think at some level we have to be that way with God. Mm. When we know God has told us to do something, it's scary. We don't Mm -hmm. know. We immediately obey Mm -hmm. because the longer we question the easier it is to say no, no, to choose comfort. And so uh, thanks for your example. Thanks for all you do. Mm. We're believing God's going to do amazing things. So, yeah. so and you know what? We're not even believing. We know. We know. We know God's going to do amazing things. And so yeah. I'm excited for you guys and our church. And so thanks for joining us at A Little Better. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. <laughs>